0: Welcome back to Spinal Tap Minute, the podcast where we analyze, scrutinize, and none more black eyes the movie This is Spinal Tap, one magnificent minute at a time. I am Heidi Bennett. We're on episode 66, and you can find me at, guess where? (laughs) HeidiBennett.com.
1: And I'm Sean German of of 5MinuteSoFMime.com. And with us today... Our special returning guests from the Mad Max Minute podcast, Julian Rick. Welcome back, guys!
2: Thank you so much for having us back. We're we're really looking forward to going over these minutes with you.
1: Yeah, it's good to be back.
2: Yeah, good to have you guys back.
1: Yeah, yeah. So uh, a lot has happened since uh, since minute four when last we spoke. So now in minute sixty six of the movie, this is Spinal Tap. We start with Lieutenant Hookstratton explaining the gig and making some corny jokes. We end with Lieutenant Hookstratton wants to get it on and over with. And <laughs> in between, Lieutenant Hookstratton gives the band a little tour of, uh, of the hangar here. And uh, we do a little military math.
0: Nice. And you may have heard just a sampling of his voice because I turned on my... Minute and the vo- the volume was still up, so <laughs> get a little real time sound of the lieutenant.
1: <laughs> yeah, so we we finish up with uh, we kind of finished the, the last minute. The lieutenant is is speaking about how he's a a, a big fan of uh, of rock and roll, not not of the band personally, but of the whole genre. And then we kind of get the the completion of this thought, um, and and the band agrees. So this is and this is uh again it's it's Fred Willard and it's just great and he's got a little speech and I I love the delivery, I, I love the the rapid fire that he's just kind of overwhelming, I think, the 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 band at this point.
0: Yeah. What did you all enjoy about this minute? <laughs> There's a lot in here.
2: I the delivery of his his lines about the haircut and then we go into the military time. It reminds me of Robin Williams and the Mm. way that he would just get up to a microphone and just talk Mm -hmm. about whatever and in whatever voice. And they would just record various movies, whatever he was doing, they would just record and then use the best stuff. And it was all amazing. So it kind of reminds me of that. And I, I wonder how many of his lines are improvised. Is he just standing there talking or is this scripted? I wonder.
0: Yeah, well, we've discussed before, at least Rob Reiner said that the whole thing's improvised. And when I've, you know, read and looked at different information, done different research, they just keep reemphasizing, like, maybe there was a place that they needed to get to, you know, by the end of the scene. But they're really just saying, like, okay, the scene needs to end up here. Go. And so it is It is mostly, if not all, improvised. (laughs) So that gives you a taste of of Fred Willard's talent. You know, he's just so good at that. And like, yeah, Robin Williams, I could definitely see where you're coming from with that. He's so, so natural at being just ridiculous and, and off the cuff like that.
3: And really, this is the best type of conversation to improvise because we've all been in these situations where we're introduced to someone that you have to work with that you've never met before and you want to conversate but at the same time you really don't know where they're coming from they don't know where you're coming from and so you're just kind of grasping it just straws as much as you can to try and make it look like you're really friendly and that you want to get to know them even though you're coming from a complete point of No knowledge whatsoever.
0: (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah, and also it's a working relationship, right? Like, Mm -hmm. okay, you've been hired at last minute to come in and do this thing. I'm not exactly sure what you're about, but I want to be friendly. I want to invite you in, but we can't talk for too long because I'm looking at the clock, you know, and I I know that that's like – what it's like to have those logistics all in your head where you're thinking, okay, I want to make a friendly impression, but time's ticking. And (laughs) I also need to get these (laughs) guys on stage, back off stage and get on with whatever, whatever else is scheduled for this.
2: this, Right. Get it over uh, with. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I love that he just, he doesn't have a filter. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, not, not you guys particularly, (laughs) I love your music, you know, I like your genre, you know, and let's get this over with. Like, he doesn't have a filter. He's just yammering.
0: Yeah, I really like this camera shot of them, too, where he, mostly, where he's talking, we can see him to our left, and then it's like a little shotgun right down. You can see the whole group, and they're all, they're all getting a pretty good giggle at him, except for Christopher Guest, like we mentioned before. He's He's inside laughing so hard that he's trying to look like extra. It looks like he's trying to look extra serious, just to hold
2: hold in his laughter.
3: My gosh, I love how unashamedly giggly Viv Savage is. The he's not even trying to hide it. He's got he's smiling from ear to ear at the whole situation. Yeah. (laughs) I'm watching him and I'm like, is he supposed to be like high or something like that? Because <laughs> yeah,
2: kind of
3: if it's that's
1: like. how he's playing it, that's how it looks. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that's kind of the explanation I thought up in my head that to to say, yeah, he, he's in character for a character who's just kind of out there at this point. So everyone, yeah, the, the rest of the band, it's, for the most part, is trying to keep a straight face and Viv's just along for the ride in his, his wonderfully bright red outfit there. So we, we can't miss him. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, and uh, just uh, jumping back a little bit. So Fred Wheeler did have, or does have, or I guess did have, and probably still has a, a background in in improv at this point. So he had done, he you know, he'd been, been in Second City and then in something, an, an improv group uh, called the Ace Trucking Company. Back in the seventies, so he had done some improv before this, uh, so he seemed well prepared for the role, and and I love the little inclusion of a little musical group out of Kansas City called Four Jacks and a Jill.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes,
1: and and I wonder if that, you know, how the band takes that because at at this point they they I think they still would like to think of themselves as this big, you know, they're a big deal. They're, you know, they're the Rolling Stones or something like that. They're at least trying to book huge auditoriums. So they probably don't think of themselves having much to do or much in common with kind of a lounge group that's playing a hotel. But on the other hand, um, you know, a for Jackson Jill, if they've been there for about 18 months, like that's a regular gig, they're getting paid. Versus Spinal Tap is, you know, is still having trouble getting gigs, and you know they're they're playing an Air Force hangar.
0: Yeah, and and I kind of figured he was just lumping, you know, kind of like where he says, oh, well, we have all or I have all your records. Well, not yours, you know, in particular, but that he's kind of just lumping them in with music in general. Kind of like when you're like, oh, you used to live in Seal Beach. Do you know so-and-so? You know, like that everybody that's a musician just knows everybody else that's a musician. That's kind of what I took it, took from that.
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah, I can kind of sympathize being one of a myriad of Minute by minute hosts, because there are a lot of people that just love Star Wars Minute. And then if you mention, oh, I do a Minute by Minute podcast, oh, like, oh, I love Star Wars Minute. Which one do you do? Oh, I've never heard that one.
2: Right. (laughs) And that's when it gets awkward. Exactly.
3: <laughs> I mean, that's, that's when they start pulling out jokes about grooming and referencing other things that they've heard. Like he's trying to redeem himself for right. like, getting their name wrong. And <laughs> so he's <laughs> trying to reestablish his credibility there. <laughs> and it's not working.
0: Yeah. And so one thing too that I was just like well, and one thing about Four Jackson and Jill is I just looked up I googled Four Jackson and Jill and there is a band <laughs> called Four Jackson and Jill. Yeah, they're, they're South still African around. Folk, they're yeah. South
3: African folk rock ensemble. Yeah. Oh. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, and they've been around since the 60s and they still have a website. They have the kind of website where at the very bottom there's that running ticker of how many people have visited. So, you know, <laughs> the website's going to be going up now. Uh-huh. Yeah.
3: <laughs>
0: but yeah, Rick, did you um, notice anything else in particular with them you wanted to mention? I just noticed that they existed pretty much. I was going
3: to say, not only do they exist, but they've actually gone through a couple of different iterations before they finally got to Four Jacks and a Jill. <laughs> mm-hmm. The name Four Jacks and a Jill was the direct result of them hiring Glenis Lynn which was um after, I think, somewhere in the late 1960s, because it was 1968 that they finally cracked the American charts. They got up to number 18 with Master Jack, their song there, and then they got up to number three on the adult contemporary chart. And then... That same song also reached number five on Cashbox and went to number one in South Africa, Canada, Australia, New Zealand, Malaysia, and Rhodesia, which is now called Zimbabwe. Mm-hmm. You know, it was wow. the late 60s, so the names change by now.
0: Yeah. <laughs> right, right.
2: Wow, that's a yeah. decent career. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah and they were actually single.
0: called The Zombies for a while, which I thought was interesting because... yeah. Uh, there's a no. well-known yeah, band called another. the Zombies. <laughs> yeah. So they could have returned their name back to the, the, what was it? The originals? The new originals? They could yeah, have been the new been Zombies. The, uh, the, the new yeah. Zombies? You
3: know? <laughs> <or> the, uh... <laughs> yeah. They started in 1964 under the name the Nevadas. And then uh, subsequently they became the first group in South Africa to wear their hair long. And they changed their name to the Zombies. And then eventually to Four Jackson and Jill.
0: I love that. That's such, those are all such interesting names, like the Nevadas. How did they get? How did they choose that? And then go to the zombies, and then Four Jacks and a Gel, because Four Jacks and a Gel is such a like cutesy
1: poppy name yeah. compared to the zombies,
2: <laughs> right?
1: Yeah. Well, and no one in the band is actually named Jack. So there no, so well, there's no actual Jacks. We got
3: Clive, name. Till, <laughs> Bruce, Tony, and then Glenis. So
2: there are four males and one female.
3: Exactly.
0: Okay. Yeah. Four guys and a gal. Yeah.
3: And a pizza place. Oh, wait, no. <laughs> Too many guys. Sorry.
0: <laughs> R.I.P. two guys, a girl and a pizza place. <laughs> yeah. So let's see. What else is going on? I did notice when they just transition over to seeing the... Um, people dancing, you know, the kind of the awkward dancing at their, what do they call it? Their monthly.
2: At ease night. At, at ease
1: weekend. At ease weekend. Yeah. <laughs> ease weekend. yeah. <laughs> well, it's, this name. is almost like a high school dance. You mentioned <laughs> oh, the yeah. kind of the awkwardness of the dancing.
3: It's such an after work party. Like you can tell that these are all like people that work together on the air base all the time. Maybe they're enlisted. I don't know because they're not all in uniform. But then you've got like all these wives and girlfriends, and they're like, I don't know anybody else here. (laughs) Yeah. And I guess we'll stay for dinner. Maybe, you know, it's, it's, there's not a lot of liveliness in this party. (laughs) No, there's a lot of beige.
0: There's that, the girl front and center, she's wearing that skirt that I definitely remember from that era, that like (laughs) tan plaid, um, mitt. What do they call it? It's like between a long, like a long skirt oh, and a knee midi? length. That's, yeah, midi skirt.
2: Yes, yeah. Midi skirt. Definitely Which is not flattering on anybody.
0: No, especially not with those flat, those little flat, like penny loafers or whatever those are that she's wearing. Yes.
3: I say they may not be stylish, but they are sensible.
2: Yes. They are very <laughs> Especially central. for a night of dance.
3: Yeah, if she came to dance to just shake off the the dust of the week and just mm. express herself through the magical movement of dance, flats are a good way to go.
2: <laughs> so true. <laughs> I do like the woman's outfit. She's wearing a white dress with a red blazer over it.
1: Yes. I like that yeah. outfit. That's
2: pretty great. She's That's cutting a, a rug. Yep.
1: That's kind of a timeless look.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you can't go wrong with a white dress and something over it. So
0: yeah, the monthly at easy week. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and so we get to uh we get at the the end of uh the lieutenant's little little talk here, we get to uh the timing of the show and a little bit of a a math quiz. <laughs> so he wants them to get on about nineteen hundred hours and now it's about eighteen thirty. And so both <laughs> both Derek and David give a, a swipe at the math here, right? And I I can kind of see. So Derek's guess is fifty hours, which is wrong, but it's a guess. Mm. And then David says one hundred and twenty. <laughs> so How do
0: you get like nineteen
1: hundred minus eighteen thirty is one hundred and twenty? <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I just like that they're trying to guess instead of just sewing, saying, well, what time does yeah. that mean? <laughs> they're like, have these quizzical looks on their faces.
1: and They're, like, they're having a go uh-huh. at it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Julia, you mentioned yeah. off mic that there is a little something around this moment oh. of the minute that you wanted to share.
2: Yes. So my dad was in the Navy growing up. So I grew up around military bases. And there was a period of time where my dad was stationed um, temporarily, like a two hour drive away from us. The family didn't move because it was only temporary. So he would come home on the weekends. Occasionally, we would go up to see him at the. Uh...
1: The Addies Weekend? <laughs> <laughs> and so if you're trying to remember the name of the naval
3: base, it the might be classified. Ship-
2: the shipyard Uh-oh. in Kittery, Maine.
3: Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. We
2: would go to the not shipyard not in Kittery. Kittery, Maine.
3: Not so much. Gotcha.
2: <laughs> and. One time, my sister and I, my sister is just a little bit older than me, we were probably like, oh, 10, 11, 12. We wanted to go swimming, so we go over to the pool. And there's a sign on the door that says closed for something, probably lunch or something, back at, like, 1,300 hours, which is 1 (laughs) o'clock. Okay. (laughs) I thought... Because I had no concept of military time, even though I grew up in the military. I thought that meant that they were going to be back in 1,300 hours. <laughs> and I was all upset because we were to go home to Connecticut that day. And if we ha- if it wasn't going to open for 1,300 hours, it would be after we would be home already. So oh I was God. all upset.
3: 1,300 hours is like... Almost fifty-five days.
2: Yeah, I was like ten. That's like like nearly two months. No concept of military time. Yeah, no, that totally makes sense. How did I not, growing up in the military, even at ten, how did I not understand military time? I I do not know. (laughs) I was devastated. I was all dramatic about it.
0: Yeah, especially when you have your heart set on something and you're like, what, 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 you know, what, and then the numbers look all weird. Yeah, sometimes that can cloud your ability to think logically, too, just (laughs) the emotional response (laughs) to. Well, one thing we were talking about, too, was just since we haven't spoken with you two in a little while, it's been a while since your your minute before is that we wanted to check in and kind of get a, st- a state of the podcast, if you will. Like, how are things going with Mad Max Minute? Where are you now? And just uh, what's happening maybe in the next couple weeks or a month or so?
3: I just gotta say right now, things are going pretty good with <laughs> Mad Max
2: Minute. Yeah, I was gonna say that they have been amazing.
3: Yeah, at this point, We are completely done with Mad Max and we are now living high on the hog during a hiatus. We've cut back to like one episode a week. We get to watch a new movie every Wednesday and put out an episode reflecting it. And it's just so much less stress
1: (laughs) trying to
3: put out an episode every single day. It's fun because we're getting to watch movies that are, you know, related to the genre that Mad Max is in or have principal actors that are shared by Mad Max. And it's a different format than what we usually do. Mm -hmm. It's a little more free form. It's not quite as structured about what we're talking about. We cover like the entire movie in about an hour and, you know, I'm having fun with it.
0: (laughs) How about you, Julia? Are you having
2: fun with it too? Oh, absolutely. (laughs) It's it's nice to take a breather from delving into something so intensely as minute by minute. Mm. I was kind of surprised when we first got into the podcast and really started getting going. I was surprised how much of my world and how much of my brain was always thinking about Mad Max.
0: Yeah. Yes.
2: Yes. So it's really nice. I feel, we understand. Yes. We can relate. <laughs> I feel like my head is clearing since we've finished the first movie, and we get to watch all these other amazing movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just put out last Wednesday, the 14th. 14th, thank you. Yeah. We put out our first episode for the hiatus, and we watched the movie Vanishing Point, which is a think, yeah, like, car chase movie, movie. an American car chase movie.
3: From 1971.
2: Yes. And we were so incredibly pleasantly surprised by how good this movie was. Oh, cool. I would highly recommend it. Um, if if you're into car chase movies, definitely you have to watch this movie. But even if that's not your specific genre that you would just love, it's still a great movie.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's got excellent music, great cinematography yeah, for the, the chases. Mm. It's kind of that early 70s, late 60s vibe. So it's just ever so slightly on the cusp of One generation to another, as far as the aesthetic, there's there's hippies and faith healers and all sorts (laughs) of stuff. It's great, cool. Um, Yeah, the main character I think is is it Barry Newman? Let me double check. Yeah, so
1: yeah, Yeah. Barry Newman and also uh, Cleavon Little.
2: Yes. Yes. Okay.
1: So uh, I have not seen it, but yeah, it sounds great. Yeah, check that. Sweet. Yeah.
2: This upcoming Wednesday, for our second hiatus episode, we watched Braveheart. Yep. Uh, and that was an experience.
3: Yeah. So, I mean, the, our first hiatus week was kind of like thematically, you know, similar. Mm-hmm. The second week, we went for something starring Mel Gibson because we wanted more Mel. We got to see young Mel. We jumped forward 20 years and we get to see older Mel, more experienced Mel. And I've got to say... After spending so long seeing him at the beginning of his career mm-hmm. versus seeing him, like, further in with so much more experience, it was kind of remarkable <laughs> how much better he had gotten <laughs> between this, the, the late 70s and the, was it, like, mid-90s? Mid-90s. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Yep. So that, our review of Braveheart will be coming out on Wednesday.
0: Awesome. Right. So yeah, so during your hiatus, you're doing a weekly movie that's related in one way or another to Ma- the Mad Max world or universe. Yes. And then you're coming back to do the next installment. When when is that going to happen? Or around when is that going to happen? I always think it's good to give everybody a little <laughs> breathing room, just because you never know what's going to happen. But your yes. your best laid plan is.
3: So our best late plan is for our episode one, minute one, of Road Warrior to air on Labor Day, which is September 5th. And I'm going to double check that. Something to look forward to at the end of the summer. You know what? I'm glad I checked because Labor Day is September 4th. Oh
1: my
0: (laughs) god, one whole day (laughs) (laughs) off. People would tune in on September 5th and not know what's going on. What military time is it coming out? <laughs>
3: i to say, people always talk, oh, credits aren't important. It's like, well, you know, if there's a solid minute of credits, it's got to be somewhat important, right?
0: Yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> All
3: right.
0: Well, it's, yeah, it's been really great listening to the first movie. I look forward to, at you know, this recording, I haven't heard any of the hiatus stuff, but I really look forward to, to listening to that and then getting into Road Warrior. And just to wrap this up, too, just one thing I think is interesting, because every Movies by Minutes podcast does a little something different. For the first movie, you two went as a duo. So it was just the two mm-hmm. of you talking back and forth each for each and every minute for Monday through Friday. And then you said you're going to do something a little bit different for for Road Warrior, right?
3: Yeah. So for our last full week of episodes, we had Alex Robinson come and guest with us, and we had a pretty good time having him around. Big name (laughs) like that. And so we want to really open the floor to more guests because more people are familiar with Road Warrior, but we're not – super crazy about dominating so much of other people's time to do like a full week at a time. So we're just going to bring people in at the end of the week and do like a fresh eyes Friday type of thing so that we can summarize what we saw during the week, still get a bunch of just Julia and I time, and then bring someone in there at the end just to pal around and have a bit of a longer episode before the weekend comes.
0: I love it. Great idea. Super cool. Cool. Ah, well awesome. Well is there anything else in particular to this minute that you guys want to talk about or should we wrap up episode sixty-six?
3: Are are you saying we should execute minute sixty-six? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Or we could see how how many more sounds that are unplanned come in between yeah. phone calls. And <laughs> well, I, th- I think the idea
1: is we, we get it on and we get it over with. <laughs> yeah.
0: I like that. Yeah. That sounds good.
1: We'll go with the
3: Willard plan. I like it. <laughs>
0: Well, cool. Well, again, thank you to Julia and Rick for joining us today. And we hope you all out there in podcast land have enjoyed episode 66. And uh, you can find us at SpinalTapMinute.com as per usual.
1: And you can find us, as always, on the Facebook where we have our listeners group, the Spinal Tap Minute Groupies Lounge. And so, Rick and Julia, folks, don't remember... From uh, the last time you were around, where can they hear more from you?
3: So, all of our season one episodes, I'm going to call them, are on our website, madmaxminute.com. We post updates about new episodes on our Twitter at madmaxminute. We also have a Facebook page for Mad Max Minute and our own listener society that we like to call Mad Max Minute Beyond Microphone.
1: I love that name. All right. And then I also want to let the folks know that if you would like to see Rick live and in person on a panel talking about podcasting, he will be at the upcoming massive comic book convention in Worcester, Massachusetts. And as a bonus, I'll be there as well. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> what a tease yeah so uh it's it's that
1: uh that con is going to be saturday and sunday june 24th and 25th so it's coming up the end of this week and we have a little panel i guess we're we're right at the beginning we're thirty saturday morning we're gonna talk a little bit about about what we do here about podcasting and the the movie by minutes thing and, uh, answer any questions that folks have. So, uh, yeah, come on out if you, uh, if you want to see us or if you want to get into podcasting and want to pick our brains and, and our experience, we'll be there.
0: Cool. That sounds awesome. I wish I could be there, but I can't. <laughs> <laughs> and Julia, are you opting out or are you just,
2: <laughs> <laughs> I should I so- ask? I so wish I could be there, but my grandmother is going to be in town visiting that week. So I got got to put my grandmother before the podcast. I think that's a great choice.
1: (laughs) All about priorities. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs)
2: Well, cool. All right.
1: Well, so until next time. And so say all of us. Tap Tap into into America. America. So we, we can't miss them.
0: Yeah, no. Are
2: the are oh, I'm here? sorry.
0: Oh, well, we're all doing this. <laughs> yeah, we're all doing it. That's fine. It's fine. I thought it was on
2: silent. Okay.
3: You know it's funny? Because I thought that was me.
2: <laughs> it's hard to tell with the headphones on where the sound is actually coming from.
0: Yeah. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, and uh, just uh, jumping back a little bit. So Fred Wheeler did have, or does have, or I guess...